name of the living God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Now large crowds were traveling with Jesus, and he turned and said to them, I think I've informed uh, the congregation before that uh, I am in uh, some strange providential way uh, in overall charge of our media and communications for good or ill. Makes my children laugh because I sometimes can hardly turn them all by a phone on. But I have other members of the team who can do such things technically, but uh, I rarely bring my mobile phone into the... Um, pulpit, I rarely bring it into a service. In fact, I keep it locked away in my locker in the sacristy for fear of it going off. But I was a little bit anxious uh, reading the uh, first verse of the gospel reading. I wanted to ensure that uh, our numbers who were traveling with us on social media uh, were retaining uh, really nicely. So I thought just to, if you'd like to bear with me, I would like just to inform you of, of how we are doing at present, up to the minute. I don't know whether you're used to doing Facebook or, or Twitter. Uh, that's not an advert, by the way. I just don't know what else to call it. Let's call it social media platforms. I've got the lingo. Social media platforms. So let me, I'll just do a quick straw poll. Uh, hands up those who, who have a social media presence. Oh, very good. That's not bad. That's good. You know, these days, uh, if you apply for a job uh, in the Church of England, you could go on the, the, the Pathways website, and there's a section where you can actually tell them about your social media presence. And, uh, you know, sometimes you feel you've got to make yourself into a social media personality. So, anyway, uh, let's have a look how Sheffield Cathedral's, uh, how many people are traveling with us on Sheffield Cathedral's social media. I think we'll first start with uh, that uh, social media platform. Uh, that sort of uh, begins with the f word face and ends with the word book. Uh, let's have a little look now. Are you, are you still with me? Yes, good. That's what we like. So we press on to Sheffield Cathedral's account and let's have a little look. Oh, it's not... Ch I checked it this morning at 7 o'clock, just between my early morning prayers. <laughs> and uh, we have... Um, well, you see, on... On that social platform, uh, to, to become a, a follower, isn't that an interesting word? To become a follower, you have to press the button that says liked. You have to like that social media page. So to become a Sheffield Cathedral follower, you've got to like us. I think we're fairly easy to like, are we? Well, I'll not ask that question until afterwards. So anyway, let's have a little look. So this morning we were at 3,245 likes. So that equates to, I think that equates to our followers. That's not too bad, is it? When you consider out there in the ether, some of you may well also be followers on social media. You're still you're in the numbers, but there's an awful lot more than there is in the cathedral now following the cathedral. That's encouraging, isn't it? Yes, yes. You just nod. That's right. Thank you. Right, let's have a little look now. So that's not too bad. That, that, that's not changed since, since 7 o'clock this morning. It would be nice to encourage a few more. So what we would send out, we would send out some nice... Uh, we send out a nice uh, picture. Uh, I've got all sorts of pictures on, on our Facebook page. We've got a fabulous um, uh, drone video 
uh, of a drone that goes above the cathedral and shows the cathedral from a bird's eye view and then the drone came in the cathedral and went around the building. It's, it's fabulous and that will attract people to, to like us, to follow us. So uh, aren't we good? There are all sorts of ways to get to attract people to, to follow us. So it's worth going on having a little look at that. It's, uh, it's all my own work, you know. It's, I mean, it's marvellous, really. Anyway, let's have it. So that's that one. That's two. Let's see whether it's changing. It, it can change by the second. That's the wonderful thing about this. You can follow it. Oh, we've just lost a couple of followers. They've unliked us. <laughs> they must be listening to uh, my sermon. Anyway, you can like and unlike. You can follow and unfollow at your will. You're not locked into us. If you become a follower, at any given moment, you can press the button to unlike and you can unfollow us. Or you could even, if you get really sore with us, you can block us. You can block, so you won't get any more messages from Canon Farrow. You can block. It's not that easy with the sermon. You can't quite block it till I'm finished, but there we go. So that's that social media. So shall we go on to the other piece of social media platform that we've got? Are you still with me? Good. I keep nodding. I know somebody. It'll be coffee time soon, don't worry. Let's have a little look at, at uh, this social media platform. It's a thing that a bird does in the trees. But perhaps be careful what I say about that, actually. But anyway, it, it'll... Okay, so now, now then, that's interesting. Uh, I think we've increased by one since I last looked. So we've got, actually, on that social media platform, we've got 4,651 followers. Isn't that amazing? I, I think that's, that's quite incredible. Now, I would look on another one, uh, uh, which... Rhymes with instant coffee and ends with the word gram. Okay? I'm trying not to advertise, I get into trouble here. But uh, we do have one of those, and that's around about, I think that's about, that's in the few hundreds. I can't quite get onto that because my signal's not too good. Isn't that wonderful? That large crowds are travelling with the cathedral if it was that easy I'll put my mobile phone away now and we'll perhaps check it at the end of the service and if I see you with your mobile phone I tell you are either liking and following us or you're blocking us and deleting us we'll see what we get to shall we large crowds were travelling with Jesus is there any wonder here was the man who told the most amazing stories. He was a man who performed amazing miracles. And perhaps if you got up close to him, all your needs and wants would be supplied. So is there any wonder he was followed? And then he turned and said to them, Whoever comes to me and does not hate father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, and even life itself, cannot be my disciple. Now, I'm not sure what school of social media promotion our Lord went to, but it wasn't the one I went to. Here is no nice little image, no little drone of the cathedral from a bird's eye view, no picture of a tantalizing cream cake and a lovely cup of coffee. No image of the wonderful glittering gifts you can buy in the gift shop. 
There's no record of a wonderful sermon. You can listen to time and time and time again. There's no lovely images of the cathedral congregation and clergy. Jesus cuts to the chase. Whoever comes to me and does not hate father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not carry the cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. If you do not give your possessions, you cannot be my disciple. Here is Jesus telling them the truth of the matter. Well, if you think it doesn't get much harder than that, it does, because Jesus goes on to talk about counting the cost. He talks about carrying the cross. Be one of my followers, and things will have to be different. You are called to carry the cross. It's interesting that these are the crowds who have been traveling with Jesus. They are following Jesus. They're eager to be with Jesus. They want to be close to Jesus. They want to listen to every word that falls from his mouth. And yet, Jesus is not gathering the popular vote. He's telling them the truth of being a follower of his. It was on the road to the cross. Here were people who were interested in being with Jesus. And perhaps they were hearing for the first time, as we call it, the cost of discipleship. Many people can show a great interest in Jesus. It is not, as I find in my experience, difficult to get people talking about spiritual issues. People are hungry to talk about the other, to talk about God, to explore who Jesus is. And sometimes, perhaps, we're at danger of not quite telling them what the cost of that discipleship is. You cannot be my disciple, unless you hate your mother and brother and family, unless you carry the cross, unless you sell all you have and follow me. It's a very strong, hard word, hate. It's hyperbole. It's a word which would have meant to those people, it's just another indicator of a lesser sort of love. Jesus is saying, basically, to be my follower, you must put me first. Jesus must be first. It's not about emotions. It's about a statement of commitment. Putting Jesus first. Our love for God above everything else. It's not an act of hating your family, being proactive to be uh, negative towards them. It is about putting Jesus at the very centre. He is the first and the foremost. The second cannot is, whoever does not carry the cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. They would have seen, times many, the humiliation and shame of the cross. It was the Romans' favorite form of execution. It was fairly commonplace. It would have struck them immediately what that meant. Dietrich Bonhoeffer said, when Christ calls a person, he bids them come and die. Dying to self. Dying to our own needs. Dying to all that which we want, but living to following Jesus Christ. Thomas Akempis 
wrote a beautiful little book called The Imitation of Christ in the medieval period. And he said in one of his writings, Many come following Jesus, who love his heavenly kingdom, but few come looking forward to suffering. Many admire his miracles, but few follow him in humiliation to the cross. We admire Jesus. We admire his teaching. We drink in his grace and his love for us. But we are far more reticent to accept the humiliation of the cross, to die to self. I remember an anecdote being told, uh, I think it was in this cathedral church, by a former bishop of Sheffield, told a story, and it, it rung so true for me, a priest who longed to have in his drawing room, he called it the drawing room, it, where I come from, it's, it's the living room, where the telly is, a heppel white sideboard. And he longed for one. He saved up, and he bought himself an original antique heppel white sideboard and placed it in the sitting room in the place of honour. Wonderful. And he went out one day to bring somebody sick communion. And he was, as he was administering communion, he noticed outside it was raining. And he realised he'd left the window open above his heppel white sideboard. And all he could think of was the rain coming in on the heppel white sideboard. The body of Christ broken for you. The blood of Christ given for you. What about my heppel white sideboard? Within a week, the heppel white sideboard had gone to the auctioneer. He began to realize that his possessions possessed him. He did not possess them. These things are not easy. It has been a struggle to read this reading during this week and to challenge myself about what is my discipleship like. Do I put Christ first? It's not just about a, a, a simple blind falling into this commitment. We've got to actually think about this. We've got to do the maths. Jesus said, if you begin to build and not able to finish, that is not a good thing. Think about what you're building. If you're going to wage war against the king, sit down first and consider whether you're able with 10,000 to oppose the one who comes against you. Do the maths. Think carefully about it. Discipleship isn't just about falling into it. It is about thinking about it. Thinking actively, proactively. Do I want to follow Christ? What is this cost for me? It has been a difficult journey to read this time and time again. There are no compromises. The Christian life does command from us a lot. Christ commands a lot from us. There is quite a focus upon numbers within the church, and I think clearly there has to be. And I remember a bishop inducting me to my first incumbency in a very, very, uh, not an easy area of Sheffield, with a very, very small congregation. And he said these words, Be careful about numbers. 
But remember this. A priest who doesn't worry about numbers will soon have no numbers to worry about. Clearly, there is a call to mission and evangelism, but there is a call to true discipleship. I am challenged by the fact that the church so often is losing numbers. It is losing money. It is losing those who are prepared to put their uh, elbow or shoulder to to the mill. I challenge myself, and I challenge you. I believe God has given us all the provision, the gifts, the graces, and the wherewithal, including money, to provide for the needs of the mission of the church. I challenge myself, if I am a true follower of Christ, do I put him first, first before my emotional needs, He is the one who will provide that deep, deep love, that deep sense of value and self-worth. Am I prepared to die daily to self and to, as it were, be called to a life that would die to self? Am I prepared to stop my possessions possessing me? This is the call of Christ. It is not easy. I read a little anecdote of uh, a church which decided to call itself Church Light, L-I-T-E, to give people a sense that it's quite easy to come to this church. He said on the notice board, come to this church and there'll be 24% fewer commitments than other churches. Very good. And if you're into tithing, we've reduced it from 10% to 7.5. So it got even better. The sermons are six minutes. That is certainly better. The worship is only 40 minutes long. You can put the uh, joint in the oven and be back home before it's burnt. Marvellous. We don't have ten commandments. You can speak eight of the ten, eight of your choice you can choose. Uh, And it said, finally, everything you've ever wanted in a church and less. Clearly, tongue-in-cheek. Clearly not the case. But is that clear sometimes what we long for and what we actually portray and communicate and exhibit? In social media, we are encouraged to hashtag everything. If I send a message out, I can put a hashtag. Like if I'm sending a message out about how wonderful, let's say, the, the, the coffee is uh, after the service, I could hashtag wonderful coffee at Sheffield Cathedral. And anybody who's searching for coffee or cathedrals will get hashtagged into me. It's a remarkable communication device. What is our hashtag? Hashtag the cross. Hashtag discipleship. Hashtag the call to die to self. I wonder how many people are unliking us now. We are in a few minutes to gather around the Lord's table. We are to break the bread. We are to pour the wine. We are to enact Christ's self-giving for us. We are called to take up the cross. Hashtag the cross, the call to discipleship.
it's still 4,652 followers. It's still 3,245. Let us like the call to discipleship and let us follow hashtag the cross. Amen.